from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey, fuckers, what's up? Christina Hutchinson and Corinne Fisher here from Guys We Fuck, the anti-slut-shaming podcast. You're about to hear a clip from our interview with human connection specialist Mark Groves. I'm so excited for this interview. And if you want to hear more, head on over to luminarypodcasts.com where you can listen to Guys We Fucked and a bunch of other uh, podcasts that they have only on Luminary at, for as little as $2.99 a month. Yeah, you get it. Come on by. Yeah, just the advice I would get that it was like uh, protecting themselves from their own story coming to an end or what they feared. And, you know, I realized that that when you get advice from people who are close to you, you have to take into account that they're also unconsciously for sure thinking about how it might affect them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I was like, uh, so I started to I just woke up to the fact I'm like, people are getting divorced all around me. Old people who are still together. A lot of them don't even like each other. So this is the fairy tale, the Disney bullshit. So, you know, I'd like to say I knew what love was, but I didn't. I I knew what codependency was. Yeah. Corinne and I were just talking to each other yesterday about how we're like, are relationships ever good? Like, do (laughs) I know anybody in like a really beautiful, solid, obviously ups and downs, of course. So if it's all good all the time, something's fucked up. But um, well, because I have yeah, yeah, I have, a th- I have a theory, and like I think 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 that everyone thinks of me as like Debbie Downer on, on the podcast. I think of myself as just like realistic. I certainly still believe in love and romance, and I think I'm like quite a hopeless romantic at heart. But like, uh, I think there is something inherently dysfunctional about like a monogamous relationship at the core. I just don't feel like people are supposed to like be that close 
together all the time that intertwined. It feels to me very, very strange. And relying on one person to fulfill you in all those areas, just as too, that's too much to ask of somebody. Well, yeah, like who could, especially if you you seek and find happiness and wellness through your relationship, then that means that your well-being is dependent on your partner and that, that pressure will be for sure, if it's not explicitly spoken, it will be unconsciously created. And what it'll do is it'll make it so you um, don't have hard conversations because hard conversations might end your relationship or mm. might influence the emotional uh, uh, variability of the relationship. Of course, you know, like what you're talking about is codependency. I mean, that's the, the loss of a sense or never having had a sense of self. My sense of self is in my relationship status. We see that we're influenced so much in that regard because we celebrate anniversaries, of course, and, and the longer you're together, ooh, the more successful your relationship is. Mm. But when was the last time you ever heard someone celebrate the depth or the ability to navigate conflict? Or, you know, we never saw that, at least, I would say 99% of the time. Yeah, you, you don't, don't get balloons that. for that. <laughs> you don't get a fucking and, balloon for that, but you should because yeah. that that's that's relational. That's that's a skill set to be able to navigate all conflict just leads to deeper intimacy. It either fractures the relationship or deepens it. Yeah. And we don't where do you learn that? Where do you learn that if you are not alive a young person today? But when I was growing up, that's that we didn't even talk about emotional wellness. I, I mean, maybe like 0.5% of school systems do. Oh, That's sad. That. Mm-hmm. That's sad because emotion will be the greatest, your ability to navigate emotion and relationship will be the greatest determinant of the health in your life. And I was listening to some research yesterday about how if you have a community you can depend on, it adds a decade to your life. Wow. wow. Oh when you God. say community you can depend on, do you mean like a support system within your friends and family? Yeah. 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 Like that. I don't know how they specifically design like I didn't read the study. I was listening yeah. to the research talk okay. about it. But yeah. Yeah. Something along those lines. And do you find, because you are in the advice field, that's what you do for a living, that uh, w- one of the things that I found because I'm really into being introspective and I'm really into figuring out, it was like a couple years ago, I figured out that I had childhood trauma. And that whole realization of like, oh, that was fucked up. Okay. And then you go and see how it affects your adult romantic relationships. And you're like, oh, whoops, shit. Okay. And (laughs) you really do a deep dive. (laughs) Yeah. And so I feel very whole. I feel very complete in my life, which is very exciting. But I I noticed that sometimes when I was in the thick of it and in my depths, I was asking for advice because I wanted other people to tell me what to do. But does it, ever, does it ever come a point where it hinders you to ask people for advice? Because sometimes like I'll have, like a friend won't pick up, you know, when I was in the depths of this d- depression of figuring myself out and I was forced to figure it out on my own. And I realized that was the better option for me mm. to just search for the answers within myself. Is there a point that a person is asking for advice too much in other people? Yeah. I mean, that's, you, you nailed it with that in that, in that that is part of the same symptom of everything, which is I've your I seek my wellness outside of me. I seek advice outside of me. I don't trust myself to make decisions in my relationships to I go and read a book. I go and ask someone which, you know, I was talking to uh, uh, Sherry Salata, who used to be the executive producer of Oprah. And I'm like, OK, this you've met everybody, like everybody who's ever given advice. <laughs> what is the one thing that that like all of them share in terms of communication or, or w- their purpose. And she said, you know, the one thing that's true is that you don't need them. 
And then she was like, wait, actually, you need them to remind you that you don't. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. that, you know, like your friend not picking up in, you know, what m- may have been your darkest hour or, you know, when spiritual world, they might call it the dark night of the soul. That like the pain is so great, we think we will fracture it and we do. But what is born from that is the realization that we know. And that's that act of building self-trust. Mm-hmm. And so it says like, what should I do? Should I stay or go? And I'm like, you need to get there. If I tell you what to do, then you're going to keep outsourcing your own wisdom and not see that you're fucking Yoda, you know? And right. I, yeah. To me, that's like, we call that kind of on the podcast. I think we've referenced it as like Wizard of Oz syndrome a lot of times. It's, you know, how in the Wizard of Oz, Dorothy goes on this journey. She meets the Tin Man and the Scarecrow and the Lion. But then you get back and you realize that she had the own answer within her heart the whole time. And I think a lot of times when our listeners write us in, um, whether or not they know it, we find within the text that they've emailed us, the answer lies within the question. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about um, being sexually attracted. You've talked about this and I've, and I've read up on this so much about being sexually attracted to a partner that will recreate your trauma for you. And yeah. once I was introduced to that concept, it was such, such a huge mind fuck um, because it, it really, really, really resonated with me. <laughs> How other than like, I assume the answer to this question is probably just healing yourself, which, uh, um, which I, I personally have done a lot of work on. How do you change who you are sexually attracted to. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> a that's tough. So being sexually course, attracted to people who don't like you as much as you like them. Like that's that's one of the tales old of time as time with that stuff. But what how does that how do you make that go away? Yeah, that is a mind fuck because of course we've been taught like, but that's chemistry. And so that's right. usually mm-hmm. the response we get, right? Is like, oh, but if uh, but that's my how can I help who I'm attracted to? And so it is one about being aware that, you know, they might use the term like eroticizing your wounds, that you make sexy yeah. the thing that hurts you. There's a couple aspects to that. One that that you're seeking to recreate the pain, but really you could see that as an invitation to heal it, right? So you're being attracted to these people. And um, uh, in psychology, they call that like repetition compulsion, that mm-hmm. you repeat the same thing. But why would we repeat shit that hurts us? It's because we haven't... We, we haven't garnered the gift yet. We haven't got the thing from it that allows us to come home, that allows us to be complete the mission, you know, in some ways. Mm. And you can see this uh, hereditarily. You see the same relational patterns follow down a family tree and, and no one's completed the mission. And, and that could be systemic. There's lots of things that influence that. You could be Catholic. You could be, you know, we have the patriarchy. We got all the fucking things that will mm. influence us. And so the first part is to recognize that you have a choice. And that's part of healing trauma too, is to recognize you have a choice and how these things influence us. And that's a really big one because most people don't think they have a choice in who they choose in relationship. And I think partially, you know, that's because we've taught people that their self-worth lives in their relationship status. So most of us are dating from the perspective of like, oh, you like me, I like you. Like we're waiting to be Mm. chosen. Mm. And you look at that, how sort of coupling with uh, the Disney story that a woman should be suffering in a tower or on some train tracks. And here comes this knight in shining armor. We've socialized and just like indoctrinated people, uh, women especially, that they need to be saved. And that men need to be someone who's saved. So that's we fix, 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 right? And don't fucking listen. And part of that, that changing your chemical or chemistry, one, acknowledging where it lives. Okay, that's a pattern I have. Two, be abstinent to that. Because you recognize, oh, I'm attracted to this person. 
I notice alcohol is part of the recipe of that. Okay, I'm gonna, I need to stop drinking because I need my whole self here. Okay, I need to stop interacting and engaging in the sexual chemistry because what occurs is that the sexual intimacy is, so let's say I'm attracted to someone who's unavailable. I have sex with them. So the unavailability, I'm not feeling chosen. It could be a friends with benefits situation. I'm not feeling chosen, but I'm gonna minimize what I want because I have low accountability behavior. I keep mm-hmm. a low bar because I don't believe I'm worthy of, I want a relationship. So I, well, I just want friends with benefits. So every, every time I feel unchosen, I then have sex. So I experience erotic uh, floods of endorphins, you know, all the things. Oxytocin. That's a big flood with somebody who doesn't like you that much when you finally right. fuck them. Oh, isn't it weird that that's <laughs> the like, and then we set this bar, but the sex is so great, it's right? so the, good. The drug is great. <laughs> yeah. And like any drug, it pulls us away from a feeling. So if we're feeling lonely, not chosen, abandoned, rejected, even because if you look at the beginning of that cascade, I rejected my own worth and I rejected my own standards. So the sex treats the pain. So the arousal treats the pain. So it becomes this cycle of, you know, in, in some ways, like a, 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 any type of drug. That's why yeah. it becomes addictive. So in any uh, intimacy, like you were speaking earlier about the codependency, like monogamy in its sort of birth doesn't seem like a healthy way of relating. That's because most of us um, don't date from a place where we're in relationship, but we also feel free. How do you hold on to who you are and be in love. Most of us just know how to give it all away or, or run from it. We don't know how, because you know, when you're single, you're like, I got my shit together. And then you get together and you're like, I don't have anything together. <laughs> I'm a loser with nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Hope you guys enjoyed that clip of Guys We Fought the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast with guest Mark Groves. If you want to hear the entire episode, you're going to head over to luminarypodcasts.com and you can get Guys We Fucked, which is only on Luminary, and a ton of other great podcasts, including pieces uh, by Roxanne Gay, Trevor Noah, Russell brand lena dunham and subscriptions start at as little as 2.99 a month this episode is sponsored by better help it's a simple truth no matter who you are mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference that's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through better help provides online therapy on your schedule it's flexible Simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.